Topic 7, Second Paper of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary Patterson. Topic 7, Second Paper. To what extent is the Negro pulpit uplifting the race? By Reverend J. B. L. Williams, D.D. Reverend John B. L. Williams was born in Baltimore, Maryland, November the 22nd, 1853. His parents, John W. Williams and Elizabeth Williams, were examples of piety and were of prominent family connections in Baltimore. At an early age, he was placed in a Roman Catholic school. Later in life, he attended the city public schools and Douglas Institute. At 17, he was converted and joined the Methodist Episcopal Church. At 18, he was divinely impressed with a call to the ministry. At 19, he became an apprentice at cabinet work and undertaking and completing his apprenticeship engaged in business for three years in Baltimore. In his 22nd year, he was licensed to preach by the quarterly conference of John Wesley M.E. Church in Baltimore. In March 1876, he abandoned his business and left Baltimore to accept an appointment at Oak Hill, Georgia. The same year, he joined the Savannah Conference and its organization by Bishop Levi Scott, and he has rendered efficient service in the leading charges of the conference. Noonan, three years, Lloyd Street, Atlanta, one year. Presiding Elder, Atlanta District, four years. Emmy Church at LaGrange, five years. He was honored by his brethren to the election of secretary of the conference 15 successive years. While pastor at Noonan, he was principal of the city public school. At LaGrange, he served two years as a member of the faculty of LaGrange Seminary and one year its principal. In 1882, he entered Clark University, taking studies in the college preparatory course. The same year, he entered Gammon Theological Seminary and graduated in 1885 with honor. In 1891, he was transferred by Bishop H.W. Warren to the Florida Conference to take charge of Ebenezer M.E. Church in Jacksonville. He served Ebenezer Church five years, during which time its membership was doubled the last year being marked by a great revival which lasted two weeks and resulted in the conversion of 130 persons. His next charge was Trinity Church, St. Augustine, where he served five years with success. He is now pastor of Trinity Emmy Church, Fernandina. As a preacher, he is deliberate, convincing, persuasive, and instructive. His sermons are well-constructed, choicely worded, rhetorically polished, full of thought, and eloquently delivered. He was honored with the degree of Doctor of Divinity by Wiley University of the Methodist Episcopal Church, Marshall, Texas, May twentieth, 1895. The Christian pulpit has ever been acknowledged to be a great power for good among all people. 
coming as it does divinely commissioned and bearing to man a divine message it has a claim upon the attention and the acceptation of mankind its claim to be heard is founded on the fact that it has something to say some truth to communicate about god his character his purpose concerning man his unbounded goodness and infinite love about man his duty and his destiny and the great salvation offered to him the christian pulpit is peculiarly and inseparably interwoven in the social life moral deportment and religious growth of the people in its character it is to be the representation of the highest standard of ethical deportment and the best example of religious life from it the people are to receive their inspiration for that which is pure exalted and ennobling to the christian pulpit the people look for the loftiest ideals of life in this respect the negro more than any other people has been largely dependent upon the pulpit emerging as he did more than a quarter of a century ago from a thraldom which fettered his body and imprisoned his intellect and buried him in ignorance it was the christian pulpit represented at that time by the good old fathers of those dark and trying days to whom the good and lamented bishop haygood paid high compliment in one of his addresses they it was who saved their people from conditions which would have been vastly more deplorable but for such moral and religious instruction as they were able to impart as a race we have moved an amazing distance from that period schools seminaries and universities have sprung up as if by magic educated young men and young women have gone forth from these institutions determined to do their best for god and humanity the negro press has also arisen and swayed a mighty influence for moral and religious good but neither the school nor the press has been recognized as an efficient substitute for the pulpit what was true as regards the place and power of the pulpit to uplift the people in the dark days of the past is equally true now in these days of light and knowledge the educated and christian pulpit is an indispensable factor in the elevation of the race to-day the extent to which the negro pulpit is uplifting the race is to be seen in the gradual but certain and permanent reformation taking place in the social and moral life of the race social distinction based exclusively upon moral character is being clearly defined and rigidly observed the moral standard has been elevated and the conceptions of the race in relation to ethical life has been greatly improved and beautifully exemplified in the lives of thousands the home life of the race is purer and the sacredness of the marriage vow is gaining preeminence over the divorce system the home life of the masses is gradually being touched and improved by the far-reaching influence of the negro christian pulpit and there are signs and indications of better things and happier conditions from these pulpits the gospel goes forth with simplicity and power its truth and teaching is made to touch shape and direct the practical side of christian life the evils which exist and which are a menace to the best and purest modes of life are strongly denounced and openly rebuked by the negro christian pulpit 
and the race is being led to understand that sound moral character is the foundation upon which to build a strong symmetrical well-rounded manhood the religious life of the race is being uplifted by the negro christian pulpit sound is being displaced by sense in the pulpit senseless emotion by thoughtful and reverential worship in the pew and a clear conception and deep knowledge of divine truth is being gained by the people the individual of pessimistic temperament may say that the masses are not being influenced and uplifted by the negro pulpit but this would be a mere statement and not an actual fact the pessimist lives in an unwholesome atmosphere he will not see the sunshine because he prefers to stay down in the valley beneath the cloud of doubt and surmounted with the fog of hopelessness the educated negro pulpit is mainly optimistic and sees beyond its immediate surroundings it sees to it that the leaven of sound doctrine and moral ethics are being put into the meal and from personal developments believes that in the process of time the whole lump will be leavened the negro pulpit is awake to the gravity of its responsibility and it is putting forth its best efforts and mightiest endeavors to uplift the race socially morally and religiously evidences of this aim and purpose are not difficult to be seen in all communities end of topic seven second paper